This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, Big Brother Canada is a hugely popular reality TV show. Have you ever wondered what happens behind the scenes? Arissa Cox, host of Big Brother Canada and producer, tells us why Canadians love the show after a decade of being on the air and how you can get an audition to get on the next season in the springtime. Are you in the mood for some drama and obstacle courses? We play the reality TV themed round of game showy trivia. Kelsey Campbell joins us. And are you okay with floating? And how about on update? How about an update on Halloween candy problems that got resolved and nobody got hurt, which was awesome. It's all on the Shift Daily Podcast. This is the Shift Podcast. You ever think about being on TV? I got offered a job on TV once and, uh, I was, I was speaking at a conference actually, and I got offered a job to be on much music back in the day. And, uh, and I was terrified of that cause I had some friends in TV and everywhere we went for dinner, they got stared at and I was like, Nope, don't want it. Didn't take it. And I, maybe I should have, maybe I shouldn't have. My life has worked out quite well. I don't regret it. Um, but I always wondered what's it like now? Uh, Rissa Cox is uh, is a broadcaster in all forms, from you know being a TV host to doing some radio stuff in Edmonton on ninety one seven The Bounce. You might remember it from back in the day with Ara, and then um, fast forward to a, a very long trip now on Big Brother Canada, and so. I, you're going to recognize her voice. You're going to certainly recognize her face, although it's radio and we fail you. Um, but Arissa's here and uh, there's some new things coming with Big Brother. So we get to chat about that. Hi. Hey, how are you? Thank you so much for having me on. What an intro. Okay. Oh, it's my pleasure. I didn't even say nice things about you yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? You're easy to please. I like this. Um, great job on the show, by the way. Here come the nice things. I think you do a fantastic job. I love your demeanor. Uh, I love your smile on the show. And I'm not a big TV show watcher, mm. so I, I haven't in a couple of seasons watched Big Brother front to back to get all the drama. Fair. But for Fair. me, but when I get the chance and I turn it on, I'm like, let's see what these <laughs> meatballs are up to today, right? Like, because <laughs> I love the games and it's fun and it's the kind of show, even though you don't know the drama, it's so exciting to watch. You can just kind of tune into it. So it must be cool, really cool to be a part of. Do you love it? I, I mean... I could sit here and pretend that I don't, or some days I just don't feel that's a, that's it's a blatant lie. I love the show so much. I love it as a viewer. I love it as a host. I love it as a producer. Um, I really, really like people. Um, and I've always been drawn to the sort of social political aspects of what brings people together and psychology. I'm really interested in that. So I think, um, this show encapsulates so much of what I like about TV. And you're right. I'm I'm also not a huge TV watcher only because, you know, life, kids, all of that stuff. Um, but when I watch, I, I appreciate that something can be a game show and um, psychoanalysis and also like a romance, a huge comedy. Um, it gives us insights about, about human nature and what they'll do when they're under duress or when they have a, a carrot dangling in front of them. I love all of that in one. And then I get to wear some pretty snazzy outfits and, uh, and you know, that's really what it's, it's all about is the outfits. <laughs> no, but what's crazy is that as a host, um, I'm part of honestly, some, some bad days for some people, right? Because I'm there when they get evicted. I'm there when they right. go into the house and I'm there when they get evicted from the big brother house. 
But year after year, I have been front and center to one person's like most amazing day, one of the best days of their lives. And mm-hmm. now I'm the winner of this. And that is such a special experience um, because of course this looks a lot easier than it is. I bet. <laughs> like, I can't imagine. I mean, you talked about it right there. You said sort of the myriad of emotions you get to go through, but I'll say it a little bit more pragmatically. You get to see the best and the worst of humanity too at some points, right? Like you get to see people when from Big Brother, when they're in that house and they are in full-on breakdown mode, mm-hmm. they're full-on heartbroken. Yeah. Um, you've seen uh, budding relationships start, mm-hmm. um, friendships that may last a lifetime and, and maybe lovers you yeah. meet for the first time. And you have that on tape the first time they look at each other or the first time, I mean, think about this in your personal life. The first time you saw your partner, right? Mm. Would you like to have seen the look on your face? I would have. Yeah, buddy. Well, speaking of my husband, who uh, who is is amazing. I I worship his amazing guy. I absolutely remember the very first time I laid eyes on him. We were in journalism school in Ottawa, and I was like, "Who's that?" Oh my god! And, tell me, tell me more, because this sounds a lot like mine. Go ahead. Oh, I love it. So I was just like, um, I had taken a year off, uh, fourth year university to uh, go be on this other reality show called The Lofters. So you have to be of a certain vintage to remember this show, but this was back in the day. This was Canada's first big reality show. I was 22 and this was like pre-YouTube, but we made internet television. We had live feeds. You could mm-hmm. chat with people online. I remember that. Yep. That was wild. Um, and so because I did that, I promised my mom, don't worry, I will go back and finish university. So I went back to school for year four. So I was with the people who are a year younger and I, I remember it was this class I wasn't even supposed to take it. I changed my mind and and I saw him across the room and I was like, oh my. And the first time I told the story, I was like, I know exactly. I saw you. I was like, boom, that's the one. And uh, he goes, actually, I, I met you before that. You just don't remember. Oh like, my oh. God. That is so amazing. Um, um, I was like, whoops, I had this whole fable in my head. But no, but you're absolutely right. So for example, um, there's a couple who, if you watch the show, they are one of the most iconic like reality show couples ever, which is um, Dimitri's and Aika. Um, the fact that they're engaged right now and that we have on tape the very first time they like laid eyes on each other and uh, Dimitri, uh, Dimitri's actually um, proposed in the house and it was on the show last season. So, so, so fun. But yeah, having right. front row seat is very cool, but I think even more so the show's on three times a week. So you really get to know people. There's there's so many um, ways to sort of have like this deeper parasocial relationship with the people on this show and to really root for them and see yourself in them and watch them be human and make mistakes. There's no show like it. Um, and that's why I'm so obsessed with it and why I'm so obsessed with getting amazing cast. Cause no matter what we do in terms of the house and the twists and the bells and whistles, it always comes down to who are these people? Who are the people whose journeys we're going to be following? What are we going to take from them? How are we, are we going to love to hate them? Are you going to hate to love them? Are we going to be rooting for them? Are we going to be rooting against them? It's so interesting every single year and it feels so fresh because they're real people. We don't come up with them in a lab or in a writer's room. This is not AI. These are real people with actual histories and stories. And we try our best to get people who represent so many different things, so many different parts of our country in terms of region and ethnicity, religion, um, background, small town, big town. We want we want the, the biggest variety of people because I think that makes for the best social experiment. 
Mm-hmm. And it really represents Canada today too, which is, I think, an incredibly cool part. Now, those people and the variety of people are there. You talk about when relationships start, but there are times when relationships end on the show, when someone gets stabbed in the back, someone yeah. believes they had trust, someone believed they had an agreement, and then someone pulls the pin. And what you're watching right there for the first time, just like you're seeing love flourish, is you're watching heartbreak happen in real time, where somebody for the rest of their life probably is going to wonder, how did I miss that, that this person tricked me? And you're seeing it go on the other side. You tell them to talk about all the people that come on the show, which you can, by the way, we'll get to that in a second. Hmm. Um, But you're watching... You know, some people pull some nasty stuff too. That you know, that's baggage for life. Some of it for life. And then it's it's a strange uh, ecosystem we have on Big Brother, right? Because normally in your in your real life, unless I mean, there's a handful of jobs where maybe you learn to be potentially a little bit less truthful. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, poker players, uh, lawyers, salespeople. I don't know what. There's there's a variety of them, but in general, most people don't have a lot of cause to be duplicitous mm-hmm. in their real life. So for some people, this is the one place where not only is it allowed, but in some ways it's encouraged, right? Um, because we are very impressed with people who can be manipulative, uh, which is unlike anywhere else probably in their life, right? Um, but yeah, seeing seeing like a true blind side is it's pretty electric actually um uh you know unfortunately with covid we had to you know slow down on our live audiences but i remember episodes where like just coming into work everyone was like is this blindside gonna happen like are they do they really still have no idea like is this gonna be and then and then it happens and the shock and awe that like ripples through the building ripples through the screen it's pretty incredible because i think as viewers people are very media savvy i don't think we're surprised as much as maybe once upon a time we would be mm-hmm. uh, so seeing a true moment of genuine shock is so rare i feel like on tv you know not acted like not scripted um that people talk about it and people think about it for a long long time and it's true that that person got you know people have a really good attitude about it though i have to say because this is in the context of big brother I think it's easier to handle than say, you know, finding out a partner has like been unfaithful or something like that could mm-hmm. be devastating. But for these people, you know, it's like, oh, it's just a game. It's not real to the people playing. It is real. Of course it's real. It's their life. It's their day to day. Yes. They have someone telling them when they should go to bed and when they should wake up and whether they have to eat slop for a week or whether they're in power or whether they're in danger. But Ultimately, the, their lives are within the walls of that house, that con- th- those confines. And so to get this insight into human nature in that way is really, really exciting. And I think that's why Big Brother has endured for so long. Like this was in the first sort of big volley of reality TV, 2000, right? When mm-hmm. it was like, is this a fad? Or is this going to put all the, the actors out of a job? We don't know what's true. And it really kind of wasn't either of those things, but it was here to stay. And there's a reason why Big Brother is in so many countries, like over 40 countries, because it, it kind of never gets old. It just doesn't. No, it, and it's always surprising and so incredibly cool. Um, I suppose you hope when you, uh, at least I would hope that if you're going to blindside somebody, when the show's over, you can go up to them and say, by the way, um, <laughs> I really do like you and I hope you can forgive me, but that was just me playing the game. I, I really look forward to getting to know you for real. 
Um, there's a lot of those conversations. Like I bet, you, right? You verbatim, what you said probably happens yeah. many, many times every single season because yeah. it's true. I think people give themselves permission to act a little differently than they would in real life. So people say, oh, they're showing their real character. It's like, yes and no, because- yeah. I mean, I think the really good ones, Yeah, you know, it's a new agreement, right? That is, we have a new agreement that when you're, that when you're in there, you're playing the game and and it is what it is. And, and uh, we've seen it with all kinds of, you know, reality TV and, Mm. but at the same time though, it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean it doesn't surprise you. And I would like to, like you talk about that ripple effect that sort of echoes through the house. That's, that's fascinating to me. Mm. Um, It's really great, but you guys are looking for season 12. It's time. Yes. Yes. We are looking for a new crop of, you know, icons, the next big icons to come out of the the show. I mean, I think the biggest thing we we look for, aside from the obvious, which is we want really unique players, we want originals, we don't want people pretending to be past players or think they're thinking they're just like them, but we want people who are brave enough to kind of open themselves up and have this once in a lifetime experience. That's a big ask but extremely rewarding. Um, there's, you know, only a handful of people on the planet who can say they've done something this 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 daring, I think. Um, but having been on reality television myself, the one thing people don't talk about so much is how much you grow as a human um, being part of an experience like this. Plus it's a lot of bucket list stuff, right? Like you're gonna come out and people will recognize you. People will know your name. People will appreciate and find value in your journey in, in in the strangest places and ways. And so I think we're looking for people who do not want to live with regrets and want to do something that only a few people, you know, on, on, on the globe have tried. Mm-hmm. Um, we want those people. We want the, uh, we want the brave ones. Uh, it's a scary endeavor. It's thrilling. I think at the same time, um, all of it, uh, we're so close to Halloween right now. So here's a philosophical question for you, Arissa. Uh, is that my thing about Halloween is I always sort of say Halloween's the one day of the year that we don't wear a costume where we truly express ourselves. Whoa. 364 days of the year is when we put on the costume and we try to assimilate and belong. Mm-hmm. Do you find that um, when these people get in the house, because you don't also don't know what tactics they're going to take. No. That you, you know, you could have Steve the lawyer who walks in and then all of a sudden he goes in the house and he's pretending to be a criminal who, you know, steals change out of cup holders of cars. And you're going, did not see that coming, right? So I imagine that some people put on costumes and a character in the show. Mm-hmm. And some people just try to be themselves and navigate all of it. Mm-hmm. Must be surprising for you because you say you want people who don't want to live with regrets, but at the same time, you also don't know what they're tactically going to do when they get in there. I This this is the most fascinating part of about, about casting. You know, we really want people to talk about how they think they would play, right? What kind of mm-hmm. gameplay they like, appreciate, what kind of gameplay they think they would be up to. Um, I love it when people are completely wrong or they come in with a game plan and I'm going to play this way. And then they get in and then suddenly they're not in the group in power for the first three weeks. And so they have to play a defensive game completely different to what they thought they would play. Mm -hmm. Very rarely do we have a house guest come in and play exactly the way they thought they would and succeed. So I'm going to say season, season 10 is a really good example. Kevin Jacobs one, he was exactly who he said he was going to be 
Um, he was everybody's friend and he was the most diabolical player in there and he won the game handily. Um, and it was amazing to see because, you know, but on, on the other hand, I've seen people who don't know the show that well. Okay. So I would say, you know, if you're auditioning, you don't want to be like, I've never seen it. I don't know what it is. Or like, <laughs> I played Monopoly. I can do this. Right, right. Watch a little bit of the game tapes. You know, you know, even if it means watching clips on YouTube, that's fine. Um, but we've seen players come in and not know the show that well and then figure it out in real time. That's cool. Developing their own strategies that are not based on the last, you know, uh, 20 years of Big Brother in the US, UK, all over the world, right? Um, those people are fascinating to watch too, because you're like, how did you just say you were gonna make this person think that your idea was their idea and did it in 30 seconds? Like, how is that possible? Some people are just that good at people and it is amazing to watch. Um, I think the other thing that's cool is, um, uh, or one of the coolest aspects of the show, I think, is just the mashup of people from very, very different backgrounds. Um, because it's those wildly different backgrounds that create such energy and chemistry and heat when they're together, uh, let alone competing for the same prize. Um, that part I really, really love about our show. There's people who you know would never meet, would never mm -hmm. have, you know, some yeah, conversation. That's cool. Right? I love that stuff. And then that's actually really so important to us that we've made it a priority. We really want people who don't feel like they see a lot of themselves in television to apply. Again, we can't, we, we can only cast who applies. So we want the biggest range of people we can find. And it's always a surprise um, how people react to each other when they're in a group setting. So um, I think, you know, if you're listening right now and you love the show, you should apply. And if you're like, I don't know if it's too much, I bet you know someone who would be just fascinating to watch in the house. Like, for example, you, you would be amazing to watch in the house. I'm just, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, hey. Hey. Um, you're you're enemy space for thank TV. You. Okay. No, thank uh, you. Very nice. You, very guys, you got the velvet you. voice. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But see, I could go in and not be me and then I would disappoint you. So. No. Okay. Fair. Fair. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. All right. So Arissa Cox is the uh, host of Big Brother Canada. It's bigbrothercanadacasting.ca is what I have. Is that the right one? Yeah. That is the right uh, one. Yeah. Um, so you can go there. There's some advice on there too on how to create your bits. So don't worry about that. Yeah. And um, okay. So I have two questions for you. You can, you can pick your answer. Okay. You have three kids. Yeah. Um, do you ever uh, threaten them that they're going to get voted out of the house if they uh, if they misbehave or don't follow the rules? So you can choose to answer that or not. The second question is uh, deep, and it's a little bit about love. You talk about the first day that you saw your partner, and you remember that. Um, has this changed the way that you look at authenticity, uh, sort of trust and love inside your relationships when you've seen this kind of broad spectrum of humanity and realize how pretty cool the people around you are? Mm. Um I could, I could probably answer both. I mean, the first question is I never threatened to vote them out. However, I did tell my daughter that in, you know, 15 years time, it's going to be time to do an all, all progeny version of big brother with the children of, of players. That's uh, amazing. From big brother. And I told her, you know, get your hosting pants on. Cause you'll be hosting it. And she's super into it. 
Uh, and I laugh really because I'm, my daughter is, and she'll tell you this too. I've unfortunately been designing her as the ultimate survivor player. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's like this incredible competitive swimmer. She's a puzzler. We all do Rubik's cubes at our house. Like we, we talk strategy all the time. It's so fascinating watching a young person wrap their head around it all. Um, and in terms of the, uh, the second question, I, I, I think I've always been an observer. Um, I worked in media for a long time, but I came up through journalism. And I always have prided myself on being someone who is a very good listener and a very good um, judge of cues, whether you know verbal, nonverbal, physical, all that stuff. Um, I, it, and it doesn't mean that I would be a great Big Brother player. To be honest, I think I'd be a terrible one because I always do want to believe the best in people. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's incredible how just in the in the span of 10 weeks, you can see people become closer than maybe they've ever been with a friend. And here's why. There's zero distractions. So just imagine how fast-paced and, and, and media-driven our lives are, right? With our phones and, um, and television and movies and streaming and all that. So imagine you take all of that away. You take away mm. your phone. You take away the people you love, that you take away your friends, you take away your job. Suddenly you're gonna find out what remains. You're gonna find out who you are. Yeah, you might not like that. All that. You know, yeah, some people love it. And some sometimes people are like, I wish I never knew that about myself. Um, but I think that is one of the coolest aspects of the show is that, you know, when you're like, why are there showmances? Why do people fall in love so easily on these shows? Is it real? it's absolutely real to them because they say, you know, one day in the house is like the equivalent of two weeks, say dating somebody in the real world. You're not going to see mm -hmm. them all day long. Wait, what happens if you can't text them? You can't call them. You can't avoid them. They're there and they're there and they're there. And every night's a sleepover and every day is a conference is like, you know, 18 different conversations. And think about that. Like, so everyone gets these like fast forwarded, um, uh, relationships and, and that means friends and, and lovers, you know? So I think um, it's really interesting to see people become so tight so quickly. And then also these relationships be destroyed so quickly as well. Um, mm. It's pretty fascinating stuff. It's pretty fascinating stuff. Like I cannot wait until this next season. I can't wait until we get this new crop in. Um, and please, if you're listening to this, if you think you've got what it takes, like don't overthink it. Just as uh, as we said, Big Brother Canada Casting .ca, we just need like a little video and a picture, and we don't care about your editing skills. It could be your friend holding uh, your iPhone and just talking about how you think you'd play or why you like the show, or why you think you'd be great on the show. Start with that um, and get that in because if we want to hear more, if we want to talk more, we will we will find you, you know. And that's how that's cool. Some of the coolest stories of, of these iconic players have begun just with a, you know what, why not? Hello. Why not? I would say that many people listening right now have said to themselves, you know, I just wish I could do something differently. Mm. Well, here's a great chance to do that. Um, Marissa, I, we didn't even get into so many things. I, 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 I have questions about it's slop. I have questions about all kinds of things. So I, I do invite you to come back anytime. Let's chat about the show and um, or chat about being a parent. I don't care, whatever it is. Uh, people, we didn't even get to the part. I mean, our lives have actually intersected uh, a few years ago and um, um, and that kind of stuff. So there's so much to chat about. Thank you for being here. Big Brother Canada season 12 is coming in the springtime. They are looking for their contestants now. And it's bigbrothercanadacasting.ca. So great to have you. Thank you.
What a pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great day. This is the Shift Podcast. It's time for game showing. It's a game show on the radio. Our contestants are going to battle it out and fight for points that don't matter and a whole lot of pride. Here's your host, Ryan O'Donnell. Oh, this is a very special round of game showy because we are competing for something everybody wants. At least at some point in their lives. It is the reality TV show themed round of game showy. We have questions and categories all about some of the most influential, famous reality TV shows that have ever graced our TVs. And today, we are playing for minutes of fame. Yes, you too could win like a half an hour's worth of, of uh, minutes of fame if you get all the questions right. How's that sound? A half an hour's worth That's of minutes. Catchy. Sounds great. <laughs> Not bad, eh? Not That's a tagline somewhere. I'm sure of yeah, it. I can read it on a billboard mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> Big time. So here's how this works. If you're new to Game Showy or you need a little refresher, our contestants are competing for, as I said, minutes of fame. So one minute of fame would be an easy question and three would be a tough one. If you get the question right, you'll hear this. Flavor Town. Yep, Guy Fieri, my favorite reality show host, will be taking you to Flavortown if you get it right. However, if it's wrong, you'll hear this. The tribe has spoken. The tribe has spoken. Mm. Get out. Mm, You don't want to hear that. No, you don't. I've heard so many people. I've seen so many people get tribe has spoken over the years. It's like Mm -hmm. 40 seasons now. I mean, I wonder how many people have been voted off the island i should look that up what do you anyway what do you think is what do you think is more commonly quoted though because i still to this day i feel like it was very short-lived but i hear all the time you are the weakest link yeah that was the millionaire one is that the millionaire one yeah no, that was like the trap door it wasn't who wants to be a millionaire it was the weakest link it was like the i want to say the woman accent and then the trap door did they die? I think of it off the top I can't, of my head. I'm sure Somebody they died. in the comments. I think you're, yeah, they did. It was an ejection seat, actually. <laughs> um, they, but you're right. I, that's got to be the. Oh no, because she said, "You are the weakest link." Goodbye, and then yes, and that was it. Yeah, so I, I think you're right. That's probably the most quoted, right? Probably. probably. Quote at all. Yeah, we'll figure that out until today's episode of Game Showy, mm-hmm. which will be the most quoted. No. Uh, we got three categories of questions, my friends. We've got love and lust, so all the romantic reality oh shows, competitions, some of the more intense shows like Survivor, and food shows. Yes, all of the yummy cooking competitions. Now, we also have a very special question. You know it, my friends. 877-399-9898. Shiftheads, this is your question. Text in your answers and see if you're right. It's the text line special hidden in the show, and one lucky contestant could win one minute of fame if you are right. When we find the text line special, you'll hear this. Avery, what? You're now driving instructor. <laughs> That's an unsettling laugh. That is unsettling. That's, uh, 
Avery from uh, Rust Valley Restores with the best laugh ever. So when we hear that best, laugh. Best laugh on TV, the best laugh in the mm-hmm. world. You can't smile and laugh along when you hear that laugh. Yeah. Especially right. with his face in the mix too. Like just the face he makes when he's laughing is perfect. Uh, so <laughs> here is the text line special question, friend. If you are on Survivor, what do you want to get to avoid getting voted off the island? What do you need to not get? Uh, can we hear the wrong sound effect, John? The tribe is spoken. What do you want to do to avoid getting tribe is spoken? Is it the immunity idol, the veto idol, a protection idol, or the survivor idol? Again, what type of idol do you need to uh, not get voted off the island? The immunity idol veto idol protection idol or survivor idol text in your answers we'll see if you're right and get this ball rolling or this show on the road we'll get this reality show on the road bob (laughs) thanks bob straight nice and easy to love it uh who i honestly forgot who won last week God, I wish I could laugh like Avery right now because that's another (laughs) catchy tagline that you just hear every day. Every day. (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay. Uh, I think I won last week. Thanks, Ryan, for remembering. You seem to remember when Kelsey wins all the time, but whatever. Fine. No, I just, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Kelsey, you're up first. Go for it. Okay. For up to 30 minutes of fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when yeah, for fifteen plus minutes of fame, that would that would have fed into you know real life lines. Uh, here yep. we go. Let's. I'm feel like I'm most familiar with food reality shows. Okay. Um, three minutes of fame, food shows, please. Okay, all right, this is a good one. Holy moly, Stromboli! Those are the wise words of Guy Fieri, my idol my muse host of diners drive-ins and dives he travels across north america checking out the weirdest most amazing restaurants he was actually just in calgary a few weeks ago now he also has a bunch of restaurants of his own and some pretty questionable food items at those restaurants kelsey what is the name of his special secret sauce that he puts on almost everything at his restaurants is it frosted sauce donkey sauce Guy's secret spread or the Camaro SS sauce. You really do know this guy. For those who aren't I, picturing who Guy Fieri is, he's got mm-hmm. the blonde frosted, frosted tip. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah so, no. Perfect Oakley sunglasses, earrings. He's oh, looked he's the same for like the last the 10 90s. years. It's incredible. A lot of red yeah, dressing. But owns it with such confidence. You're like, this guy is cool. Yeah. I know. Ooh, it's not his show, but I was thinking about other other actual catchphrases that are really heavily used and i i think i've said it a lot of times when you enjoy a good meal i've said you gotta eat here exactly. that, yeah that's another yeah, food like... network show yeah um yeah okay i know this one uh he drives a camaro uh right it's a camaro mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. yeah you wouldn't put it there if it wasn't um but that's about the answer and uh, it is in fact donkey sauce oh, boy. donkey sauce is correct yes it is donkey Flavor sauce town. Flavor down. So now why? Why on <laughs> earth would you call it donkey sauce? Well, apparently when he was working in a cruise ship kitchen, somebody called him an insult for not putting that specific sauce 
on the burger a jack uh, jack uh, yeah so that's uh, that's where he got the name for donkey sauce it's a special burger sauce uh very good all right there we go our three categories are love and lust competitions food shows kelsey is up three rip here and three i'm minutes gonna of go fame. Mm-hmm. it's very important that you say that three minutes of uh, fame i'm rip. having my three minutes of fame right now. thank you sorry yep. um i guess i i guess it's time well, Ryan, I'm going love and lust. How does that make you feel? Much Ryan? more than three minutes of fame, baby. Wow. Oh, I'm feeling very uncomfortable. How are you feeling, Ryan? <laughs> I've, I've never felt so uncomfortable, actually. Hey, Ryan, how are you feeling? <laughs> Great. Wonderful. Fantastic. No complaints. Uh... <laughs> how many? Do you, sorry, do you want three Speaking minutes of, of good fame? laughs? That was pretty that. awesome. <laughs> What? Uh, how difficult are we going here? Are we going for three minutes? I, I was three you minutes. Say. Uh, you lost. Three it. Minutes. I did. I said Got more it. than three yeah. minutes of fame. I don't know. Actually. I blacked out too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, man. Okay. This is good. This is good. Uh, you ready? Are we good? Okay. I'm I'm good. Good. You guys good, are the ones who aren't you good. Do I'm something fine. Here. Yeah. I'll do my job. Uh, mm-hmm. Shane, which of these reality shows has produced the most amount of marriages, real life Ooh. marriages? Okay. Is it The Bachelor, mm-hmm. Big Brother, mm-hmm. Too Hot to Handle, or Love mm-hmm. Island? Well, I think The Bachelor only produced a like a lasting marriage out of the very first one. Everything else has been just a dumpster fire. But Never seen married, Too Hot to Handle. Right? Like mm-hmm. every time they get married. Not every time. On what? Where? On The Bachelor? On The Bachelor. No. Uh, no, no. They no. just say they're going to get married. Yeah. And then they get their paycheck and they leave. Uh, mm-hmm. Love Island is not about love. Too hot to handle. I have no idea. But Big Brother, there's some real relationships that come out of that one. So I'm going to say Big Brother. Big Brother. Big props to you. That's correct. It is. Flavor Town. Well, if you're there's living only in the same house one. that long. Yeah. <laughs> there's only one. Out of the 20... 20- Eight seasons of The Bachelor, there's only been one marriage. And Big Brother is currently sitting at eight. And Big Brother Canada got its first marriage uh, in 2021, I believe. So there you go. In the house, actually. Yeah. Yep. Aren't you not supposed to get married after um, traumatic events? You know, what, what what did we learn from Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves? What's it called? Like bus or something speed speed the movie speed <laughs> bus that's a, again I mean, there is a bus billboard. watch this bus movie. The movie bus remember they keep going back to that that you can't you can't get you can't fall yeah. in love because it's not real it's the adrenaline and i feel like there'd be yep. a lot of adrenaline in that house locked down no technology you're not allowed your phones mm-hmm. i think they call that real life actually i think what we're living mm. today is probably not the real you know no yeah, here we are Mm-hmm. Okay, we gotta keep it going. We're only done two questions. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry, I just have a lot of questions. Yeah, I'm also uh, I feel confused based. Okay, um, competitions <laughs> for three minutes of fame, please. For three oh, minutes boy. of fame. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, if you listen to the show, you might know this answer. What TV show does the host of Big Brother Canada, Rissa Cox, think her daughter would be perfect for? Is it Survivor? Big Brother, Hell's Kitchen, or Love is Blind? 
Could you imagine a mother saying, I, I can't wait for my daughter to grow up and be on Love is Blind? I had to throw it on there for the jokes. <laughs> I had to put it on there. <laughs> I think I would have to call Larissa, have a talk with her. Yeah. Um, yeah. No judgment. Mom to mom. A little mm -hmm. bit of judgment. Yeah, mom to mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she did, in fact, say that she has always wanted her daughter to land on Survivor. Um, well, I won't actually tell you. Instead, I'll just get her to tell you right now. Uh, and I laugh really because I'm my daughter is, and she'll tell you this too. I've unfortunately been designing her as the ultimate survivor player. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's like this incredible competitive swimmer. She's a puzzler. We all do Rubik's cubes at our house. Like we we talk strategy all the time. It's so fascinating watching a young person wrap their head around it all. Flavor Town, Flavor Town. Well done. Yes, well, yeah, survivor I question. That would have yeah, been so unfair. The guy interviewing her. Mm, let's think on this one. Mm. 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 All right, Shane, you're up. Well, I'm having some, uh, I thought I was having good luck on the, I'm going to go love and lust. We're going to stick to it. Why not? Let's. Okay. Somebody let's has to do the food one though. I have a really funny question. You got to do the food one before we end. Uh, okay. Shane on. The, on the bachelor, I'm Shane. Just moving on with love and lust, without you. He's not. John, <laughs> cut his mic. Do something. Yeah, <laughs> on the bachelor, Shane. Mm. What kind of flower will the bachelor present to the contestant who he or she wants to stick around for another episode? Is, a Is love it flower. a rose? <laughs> I'm going to break out my sexy voice and ruin everybody's day no, if you're not uh, careful here. Therapy for weeks. <laughs> A rose, a white rose, a daisy, or a tulip? Well, Ryan, you give a rose to your love on the bachelor. Does that la, work la, for you? Yes. Don't answer that. Yep. Do not answer. That was an inappropriate question. Yep. And I Big do time. not want you to answer that. <laughs> yeah, you just go to Flavortown. That's great, Shane. Yes, you get a rose. You get I a love rose. how I'm the bad guy in all this somehow. Okay. Um, we are short on time. We're going to have to hurry. Uh, Kelsey is up five, Two minutes of fame. six to five. Food shows. Two minutes Food of shows. fame, please. Yay. Okay. Great. Uh, Kelsey, here's a clip from Hell's Kitchen. All right. Look at this. I swear to God, it's the kind of shit you'd expect Tiger Woods to tee off with. Look at it. Rubber, rubber, rubber. <laughs> what kind of food is he really really mad about there what is he so upset with his chefs for cooking to the point where it turned to rubber is it oh. chicken lobster scallops or oysters or scallops i should say as he, he pronounces scallops. it is that how he pronounces it scallops. Like, would you say he says scallops a lot like don't in this episode? answer that ryan she's psychoanalyzing you for a correct answer well, just interesting that you mentioned how he says it. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. I also they, like, okay. We get the options, like we get to see the options, right? So Ryan writes Ooh. us the the multi choice A, B, C, and D options. That's what we get to see. And uh, I like option A, the chicken. That's pretty good. I feel like chicken can legit be super super rubbery. rubbery. Yeah. Which, by the way, yeah. I did freeze it and eat it after cooking it, and that's very rubbery. Yeah. It would be a good golf shoe. And then lobster is actual rubber, and the only thing that makes it gray is when you cover it in hot butter, and then all it tastes is but you just taste butter on rubber. Mm. Oh. 
I feel like you were giving it to me. I would I would have gone lobster, but I feel like you wouldn't have said scallops if uh, we weren't talking about. I'm gonna go with scallops. Ryan. Yes, it is scallops. Yes, Ryan. Ryan. scallops. You would Does be it. the worst at these games in real life. You could never do be. it. This is I real life, be. and he's doing great. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Well, in the spirit of. Uh, in the spirit, did we do the uh, text line special? No, we, we didn't, didn't get, get the text line. No, we should do um, the text line. All right, let's do. Uh, what is the text line special, Ryan? Which question is it? It's uh, competitions for one. Was the text right. line special? Come on, shift heads, give me a point. Play the thing. Avery, hey, what? You're now driving instructor. <laughs> That's an unsettling laugh. The unsettling laugh from Avery takes us to our question, 877-399-9898. If you're on Survivor, what do you want to avoid getting voted off the island? Is it the immunity idol, the veto idol, protection idol, or the survivor idol? And I, 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 we, we shouldn't be surprised. This show has been on for 40 seasons. Sorry, 45 seasons. It's it, like it, it will always be on television. And it has been like a staple in Canadian like pop culture, which is why every single person that texted got it correct. Tina, Glennie, Jim, Jason, all of you, well done. It is the immunity idol. Flavortown. All right. Flavortown. Except for the one text that said aioli. Um, that's right. <laughs> mm. Aeoli. All right. Well, there you go. Oh, man. Fire's the music. Let's get out of here. Cranky. Well, thanks for joining us for Game Showy, where Kelsey Campbell just basically figured out Ryan's brain to win. You do that all the time to me. You do that all the time. <laughs> we don't really know the answers to these questions. We just can figure Ryan out and where he would put those answers. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the shift and game showing. Kelsey Campbell, what would be your what would be your competitive, super competitive reality TV show that you would love to be on? Yeah. Fear Which Factor. One? Fear Factor, that would be it for sure. Like legit. That I would like to prove. I need to prove it to my dad. You can do it. I need to we prove that I show. could do it. We'll do it on, on the shift. We'll see if you can gag on the uh, eggs. <laughs> On the eggs. This is the Shift Podcast. Are you? Are you? Are you? Okay. 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 Are you okay with? One of my favorite things about this little segment is when you send us messages and you're like, I am okay with that. <laughs> it's unrelated. It's just fun. Appreciate you. Just go to shiftheads.ca. You can send us emails and so much more. Are you okay with floating? Uh, yeah, actually. When I went on vacation and uh, cut my foot pretty bad, I wanted to go swimming, but I didn't want to get the foot infected because, you know, it's a lake. You don't want to get sick on vacation. So I took the giant uh, tube that you take out on the boat 
and I threw it in the water and I tied it to the dock. And I spent 80% of my vacation with a drink in hand lying down on that on that pool floaty thingy and just relaxing. And it was genuinely blissful. Like that is there's just something about hearing the water it's drifting like that. It's so nice. I've uh I've seen that in stores. It actually says that on the tag. Pool water floaty thingy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's, tra- it's actually trademarked. Oh, I, mean. I think it's a great way to be, man. That's one of my favorite things about paddleboarding. Stuff like that is not even standing up on the paddleboard, just kind of lying down in the middle of the lake and mm-hmm. just kind of sitting, sitting down, putting your feet in the water and just kind of listening and just calm, especially yeah, on the lakes. Oh, super fun. That's awesome. Um, relaxing. Relaxing on the water. But really, like, relaxing on the beach is one thing. On a dock, you kind of hear this lap, lap, lap of waves. But relaxing on the water, that's special. A pilot who went down in Florida Everglades has been rescued after waiting nine hours on the wing of his airplane, which was half submerged in alligator-infested waters. Yeah, he was floating. Yeah, you can hear the Florida thing. I don't know how things work in Florida, which from your description sounds like a colorful, lawless swamp. Not necessarily the kind of floating that we're talking about. This is a little bit more white knuckle. Video of the rescue shows the unnamed man being hoisted into Miami-Dade fire uh, rescue helicopter with a handmade tourniquet uh, wrapped around his leg. Fire rescue crews say that this man is lucky to be alive after his small plane went down in the Everglades. I want to take you straight to some video here. And it's unclear when this small plane went down, but Broward Sheriff Fire Rescue crews tell me that they received the call around 10 this morning for an aircraft down near Max Fish Camp in an isolated area, making it difficult really for crews to find the plane. And when they did, they located that pilot miraculously just sitting on top of the wing of the plane. And crews say that it took at least a half an hour to rescue this man. So let's get you to that video. They used airboats to get to him and found him with a lower leg injury with some cuts to his leg and in good condition. And Broward Sheriff Fire Rescue Crews then requested Miami-Dade Air Rescue and they responded and they used their hoist to lift the patient from the aircraft's wing. And from there, the man was then airlifted to Memorial Regional Hospital in Hollywood. Again, he is alert. He was in good condition with a minor leg injury uh that was abc 10 by the way i feel like every time that we talk about miami dade you know like miami mm-hmm. dade police or miami dade fire we got to do this we like owe it to them authentic after what they go through in florida after the things they respond to the incidents mm-hmm. i would f- i think you the siren should basically just actually just be replaced with that he um <laughs> like right in the cars yeah on the beach and Horatio, party um, on the beach. that man, that pilot, he'd been stranded since the early hours of the morning, uh, surrounded by um, all things that come in a swamp. So pretty great stuff. All right. For our next, are you okay with, let's start it completely out of context. Why not? Let's do it. Ooh, piece of candy. Are you okay with candy? Halloween candy. Again. 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 Uh, let me try to think. If I can come up with another fun fact about candy like I did last night. Um, Did you know, you probably know this, that in Canada, we have Smarties, the delicious, you know, candy-covered chocolates. In the United States, they also have Smarties, but they're actually rockets, like Mm. the 
little tablet candies here. I don't know why that is, but that is. That is. That's uh, mm-hmm. it's like my favorite beer is uh, in in America. It's called Longboard Lager by the Kona Brewing Company of Hawaii. You can buy Kona Brewing Company beer in Canada, but you can't buy Longboard Lager because there's a Canadian company on the West Coast that has a Longboard Lager. So they own the trademark first. That's all. That's how Interesting. Oh, Nobody okay. wants to buy the name out from each other, so they just don't do it. So, why? Well, last night here on The Shift, we told you about a rather unfortunate incident regarding a candy mix-up. RCMP they received a call uh, said they received a call from an elderly citizen of Callwood who advised that they believed that this lady had inadvertently handed out her medication to children who were trick or treating. It was those little pods of pills that were sitting on the table by the front door. She believed, and then the trick or treaters came, and the pills were gone. This person, this this little old lady, had the integrity, not even knowing for sure, to call the police and say. I think I've made a terrible mistake. She's in her late 80s and had the integrity to do that, which is amazing in itself. But don't worry, there's good news. Just after noon on Wednesday, RCMP confirmed the medication had been found within another area of that lady's home. All clear, no kids, was not handed out. And how cool is that? I mean, would you phone or would you like? I don't know. I, I would like to think I would phone. I, I would phone. It, I would feel terrible about it. But considering, like, if it was putting somebody in danger, or like a potential side effect, yeah, I'd call just to make sure. Yeah, I'm probably going to get in real big trouble for this. But like, I don't want anybody getting sick. But still, that would be a really scary phone call to have to make. Scary phone call. Scary feeling to have. Scary phone call to make. And, you know, check the vanity at the door, do what was right for the kids. Turns out the pills did not go out the door. They were just misplaced in the house. And uh, all is good after all. So there you go. Update on the story. Good news about Halloween candies. Are you okay with coins? Coins. I like money. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I had a really weird moment uh, yesterday. And I, I was really aware of it in the moment. When I was in high school, everything was bought with coins. You know, you would grab a toonie or a loony from the coin uh, bank, like on the kitchen counter. That was definitely not mine. But, you know, mom and dad would put the coins in the thing. I'm going to take them. I would go to 7-Eleven. I'd buy a hot dog. I'd buy a pop. I'd go to Pangea Pizza and get a slice. I used to buy everything before I had a debit card with coins. And then, like, I started making money and I never paid with coins again. Yesterday, I went to Subway and I had like $12 in loonies and toonies left over from Halloween from partying at the bar. And I paid for my sub using coins. And it was the strangest feeling. I I can't explain why. I felt 15 again. And I also felt like uh, a child because that's like, wow, I'm paying just with this again? And it felt kind of nice. It felt like free money. Couldn't have been a very big sub for $12 based on Subway's price. It's probably six inch. Oh, yeah. Six inch. Yeah. yeah. That's unbelievable. Um, I'm sorry. Your takeaway, your great story about coins. I'm all tied up on how much the sub costs. Um, <laughs> so I remember. So let's go back in time. 
when they switched from dollar bills to loonies before the toonie even came out. I was Didn't a paper boy. That, that was? Yeah. Well, it would have been probably around 85, 86. Yeah, because for all my life, it's been loonies and yeah. toonies. No, and I've I remember, seen the bills before. But no. Yeah, the bills because when I was a paper boy, I used to get paid you know, from go around house to house and everyone would pay their bill. And I remember when the toonie, the loonies came out because how heavy my pockets got walking around the neighborhood <laughs> getting paid because you get paid your couple of bucks for your papers, right? And then you would get paid in dollar bills, but then that started to become coins and everything changed. So, yeah. And then Toonies came because we had $2 bills. Oh, so long ago. A Colorado judge is very, very angry with a local business after they decided to settle a lawsuit with coins, thousands and thousands of them. It's a pretty petty thing to do with a bunch of pennies. Danielle Beam took a case that didn't seem like it would add up to much. My client did some welding and fabrication for the defendant and didn't get paid for it. So they sued and eventually settled for $23,500. Pennies, I believe it's $25 each box. Not spare change, until it was. <laughs> um, at first I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Um, and then we had to go through the logistics. Their settlement agreement did not specify how to pay, and JMF Enterprises broke the bank, the piggy bank. Again, it's showing you pennies, quarters, dimes, and I assume the ones you can't read are nickels. $23,500 in coins, loose coins. It's hard to see, but I understand that these are coins. These JMF are sent Beam this video of them pouring the money into a steel box, which they delivered by flatbed truck and forklift to her office. What can I say on camera? Um, she refused to accept delivery. In our pleadings, we called it the figurative middle finger. Very good. I think it's awesome. It's money. Who cares? Take the money. <laughs> just take your money. Now you have extra lawyer, lawyer costs and all the things. Right? Just take your money. Um, find out what bank it came from. Who's your bank? Take it back there. <laughs> Write me a check. Um, ABC News has that report. There was an old one about Samsung paying Apple a billion dollars in nickels. But that one, that one is, I believe, a myth. Debunked. That would be like... Just oh, it was an absurd amount of nickels. Dump trucks yeah. full of nickels was the story, yeah. Yeah, but that's. Yikes. I think that Snopes debunked that one. Uh, Judge Joseph Findlay ruled uh, Monday that GMF Enterprises acted maliciously and in bad faith by delivering a custom-made metal box containing the coins that was too heavy to be carried in the freight elevator at the offices uh, for fired-up fabrications lawyers, let alone the forklift required to carry it. Findlay ordered GMF to pay a more conventional method like a check, he also said JMF would now have to write a larger one, pay an extra estimated $8,092 to cover legal fees for the ensuing dispute over whether it had the right to pay in coins. I bet you they get that $8,000 back. Because it's money's money, and it was not defined in the contract. I just think that I, I don't think they win that one. It's money. Yeah, but the judge specifically said that this was done maliciously. Like, this was done mm -hmm. intentionally. So, but... Well, they Probably did it with been the, um, to just write they, the they check. They did it in a big metal box, though, right? That was too heavy. So I don't know. I don't think so. I, money's money. If it doesn't say pay us in checks or pay us in 50s, meh. Some people, when you buy online, they'll be like, you pay me, but just don't pay me in hundreds because they could be whatever, like paying 20s only or stuff like that, right? It's not in the contract. That's your fault. Go to your lawyer. I think that's fun. Maybe not fun on the receiving end. 
Thanks for listening to the Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.